This year's annual chamber open brought to you by TDS Fiber is going to be full of par shots and birdies rolling in the cup at the amazing Briarwood Golf Course. With so many incredible hole prizes from our longest drive to our chipping contest, this year's going to be way more than subpar. We still have a few afternoon tee times available with the shotgun start at 2 p.m. on June 24th. Don't go in the hazard and miss out on networking and building once-in-a-lifetime relationships. $700 for a team of four with lunch and drinks provided? Register your team at our website, billingschamber.com. We can't wait to see you on the course. Welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast. I'm your host, Mariah Pennington. Two years ago, the Billings Chamber embarked on a mission to move the needle forward in regards to diversity, equity, and inclusion. To not only challenge perspectives and thinking, but also to provide resources for tangible implementation of DEI in your business. My guests this week are Shelly Mann, General Manager of Boot Hill Inn & Suites, and Toby O'Rourke, President and CEO of Campgrounds of America, Inc., or as you might know them, KOA. So let's start out by talking about this DEII Immersion Program, and our listeners may not know that the Chamber started this program about a year ago in collaboration with William Henry and Be Better World. So can you guys maybe tell us a little bit about what the program is and why you decided to be a part of it and who wants to start? Toby? Sure. Cool. The program's an initiative that the chamber started to bring people in the business community together to talk about topics around DEI, mm -hmm. so diversity, equity, inclusion. And mm -hmm. it was led by William Henry, who is a wonderful resource for Billings, yeah, totally. who led a lot of workshop facilitated discussion get people to think differently about mm -hmm. about these topics and how they implement it into their businesses. So, how did the how did the businesses find out about it? Like well, for in our case at mm -hmm. KOA, we were approached by by the chamber uh -huh. and they came in and met with us. We were members of the chamber. We mm -hmm. haven't been super involved in the past, but we've really ramped that up in recent mm -hmm. years and we're doing a lot of DEI work at mm -hmm. KOA, so they felt like this was a really great yeah. fit for us to consider joining and it, it was perfect for us. We had our leadership team. I think we've had six or seven people oh, go wow. through the full okay. program okay. that are in top leadership at mm -hmm. KOA. So it was a really great way for us to all get on the same page and in, in understanding around DEI and what that could mean for our mm -hmm. business, then also connect with other business leaders in the community and what they're doing on mm -hmm. DEI. So now we have this network and I yep. feel that we can engage with other people around mm -hmm. the community about how can we really move the needle forward. And that's been very helpful. Yeah, that makes sense. I just went through it. Um, I just graduated with from the program this week. And it, it for those that are listening, it's not it's not that involved. It's about three hours once a month. And ours was four months. So it's not a huge commitment. But man, we go in depth into each of those programs. It's been really awesome, I think so. Yeah, I agree. I, every time I go in, I wasn't didn't know what we were going to expect that day. Yeah. And we would just go deep on a topic mm -hmm. and that time would fly by. And mm -hmm. it always just got me thinking mm -hmm. differently. And I walked away with new ideas and I was always taking notes because yeah. it, the best part was that it was just in a, an environment with lots of people, mm -hmm. lots of different experiences, lots of different companies mm -hmm. and like big companies, huge companies, small companies, like it doesn't matter. All yeah. sizes. It really mm -hmm. was a great snapshot of billions. And it, it really, I think helps raise the bar for everybody to just hear what everybody else is doing. Yeah. That makes sense. What about you, Shelly? Well, I'm one of the small companies. 
you know, yes. we have 30 employees. Yep. We were originally approached as a hotel association mm-hmm. uh, to be involved in this. And it is especially important in our industry that we are aware of diversity and inclusion and all that. What I really appreciated about this training was it, it was specific to Billings. You know, it's one thing to go to a seminar and learn about this, which is, of course, valuable. But with this chamber initiative, I was sitting down with my peers. I was in a room with Billings business people, and we were able to discuss issues specific to our community. Yep. And uh, William was so good about being able to to bring Billings issues into the discussions. And it was extremely valuable to me personally mm-hmm. and professionally. Mm-hmm. Were you nervous to start it? I was very nervous. Yeah. But my personal journey had begun, I would say, with George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And yep. I was ready. Yeah. I was ready. Yeah. And the concept of being better mm. eased my nervousness because I learned this is a process. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. not something that overnight I'm going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was something that was emphasized is every day go out there and be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a holistic approach to growing. Like we're, we grow mm-hmm. in all other areas of our lives. Like this is just another added facet of that growth. Yeah. And as William says, when everybody moves forward, nobody gets left behind. <laughs> and I love that. Okay, so let's talk about your experience in the class. Was there anything that surprised you about the process or that stands out to you that, oh, wow, I didn't expect this to happen or it to be like this? My emotions surprised me a little bit. Oh, okay. It got raw at times mm-hmm. in a very good way. As we peeled away the layers of generational biases, Mm -hmm. of unconscious bias, and I had to take a real deep look at myself and the way I managed the Booth Hill Inn Mm -hmm. and some of the things that I had let slide that were absolutely inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And so some of the raw emotion that I felt personally took me by surprise. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to just put you on the spot a little bit. Is mm-hmm. Can you share like an example of what one of those things would be? Like maybe for someone who hears you say that, they're like, I don't know. I don't know what that would be. In the hotel world, mm-hmm. unconscious bias would be basing a decision on the way someone was dressed when they come into the hotel. Okay. Or maybe even more importantly, the city that they're coming in from. Oh, okay. And we make a reservation and they tell us there was they're from this particular city mm-hmm. or community. Mm-hmm. Some unconscious bias could kick in that would affect the rest of the questions that we ask, the policies that we emphasize. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was wrong. Yeah. And hard. And hard. And it is being addressed at the Booth Hill in now, but it is going to be a process. Well, that's like the whole terminology, unconscious bias. Like mm-hmm. you don't recognize that it's even happening until you go through a program or you have um, an experience with someone that says, hey, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but 
that kind of behavior or thinking or what you said there, it, it is biased. Something, yeah. something that helped me is we were in a session and this concept of unconscious bias came up mm-hmm. and I shared the challenges that the hotel industry has yeah. and many other business people in the room, not hotel people mm-hmm. said, we have the same challenges yeah. Yeah. And that helped me so much to know that I had support mm-hmm. and that um, you're not they alone. understood yeah. I'm not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And you're working through it together. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it was a pretty safe space for you to process stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Safe space. I never felt judged, nor did I ever judge anyone else yeah. that was in that room. Toby, would you agree that it was? That way for us? Yeah, absolutely. I feel that William creates an environment that you can, you know, just ask questions and you're Mm -hmm. learning. It's a learning environment and it's okay to not have all the answers or to say something that's not quite right. Mm -hmm. And we, we talk through that and it's very much a, a learning feel to, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what would your response be to that question? What surprised you or what happened during the program that you weren't expecting, even just in yourself or collectively, maybe? I think some of the things that's, you know, one thing that stuck with me, I guess, walking away from it, and I always go back to it, is this idea it's not politics, it's people. Mm. We just live in such a politically charged world. Mm -hmm. And in my business, um, we've been working really hard on DEI since 2019. Mm -hmm. And a lot of time what comes back to us from our franchisees are that we're getting too political Mm -hmm. or even from some campers Mm, like, you know, that KOA's woke or KOA's, you know, getting too political. Mm -hmm. We need to just focus on Mm -hmm. being outdoors. Um, and, And the reality is that it's about people. And the reason that we are doing these initiatives are about our employees are about our campers. They're about our business owners and so when William framed that for us in, in one of the sessions, that really helped me mm-hmm. think about all of this so differently. Yeah, in a and, different light. Yeah. One of the things that makes me crazy about this whole, like when, when you talk about DEI, instantly everyone goes to race. And for me, um, my daughter is a special ed teacher in a local um, junior high here in town. And every time I hear DEI, I instantly think of all the students that she serves in her classroom every day, every week, because that's a part of DEI. Like it's not just about race, it's about everyone. There's so many facets and uh, different areas of it that I think that's why it's important to be thinking about it because everyone is missing a piece somewhere. Like you can't, you can't be woke everywhere. Right. Cause we're just not. Um, and I know you guys hate that word, but I mean, it's just an easy way to explain that, you know, there's so many ways that we can grow and change and see people, you know, with, through a different lens, but I don't know if you guys have no, thought well, that about that a, or experienced that. I have. And that was another big takeaway from me in this immersion program was really broadening the view of what diversity mm-hmm. is. Yep. I mean, it's everything from gender to um, physical capabilities Mm -hmm. to, you know, a lot of unseen, Mm -hmm. even disabilities that, you know, and, you know, even dyslexia or Mm -hmm. how someone learns. 
to um, socioeconomic backgrounds. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a sobriety. It's a very, very broad spectrum when we talk about diversity. And that also was another frame for me as I look at my company and how do we make sure we're inclusive Mm -hmm. and welcoming Mm -hmm. and creating a sense of belonging for people regardless of all of these Mm -hmm. different factors. Well, this directly affects businesses because it directly affects workforce. I mean, you're talking about things, but making sure that people have a sense of belonging and welcoming as they're not only coming into your business, but the people who work for you, making sure that they have what they need. Maybe they have dyslexia and they can't, they need, you know, some extra help to do their job. Like this isn't something that can be ignored because we have such a shortage in our workforce. So I think personally, it behooves every business to think through all of those pieces. And I don't know if you guys have experienced that kind of piece in the workforce. Um, Absolutely. So many things in the handbooks would say you get two 15 minute breaks, Mm -hmm. you get a half an hour lunch. But what I have found is that everyone has individual needs Mm -hmm. and for their own physical well-being and their Mm -hmm. emotional well-being, they may need a different way to work. Yeah. And we have to be open to that, Mm -hmm. which also means the other employees have to be open to Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Because I can't hear how come she gets to do this Mm -hmm. and I don't get to do this. The good news is that has opened up more conversations then. Yeah. What are your needs? What Mm -hmm. can I do to to specifically help you with your situation? And uh, something I will bring up is, is if I have an employee who is obese, her needs are going to be different. Yeah. And I am going to help her. Mm -hmm. I'm going to meet those needs best I can for her because that is another form of inclusion. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. It's, it's a huge deal. If I were to ask you what one major point that you came away with from the classes, what would you say? Like if you think back to your experience going through the program, What's the, what's the one thing, one big takeaway that you would, that you would share? One of the, there were many, but one that sticks in my well, mind. you can share more than one if you want. <laughs> one that sticks in my mind had to do with really understanding equity, mm, you yeah. know, and I think there's a lot of conversation about, well, equality, what equality means, mm-hmm. and it should be equal for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really the problem. Yeah. Like it, everything can't be applied equally to everyone because everyone's starting at a different place. Yeah. And and I think William had used some great visuals to help me understand that better. And it's something I probably had never really thought about Mm -hmm. before, but just that concept that we're based off your background or where you were raised Mm -hmm. or what you've, you know, there's just different factors that put you in a different place. And so when you're talking about, let's say running a race, you're all starting at a different spot. Mm-hmm. And so how do you make that more equitable is, is really the point. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, and I, I'm not, we can link to the graphic, but he's has such a great graphic where it's three individuals trying to see over a fence and one is tall enough to see over the fence. One is too short to see over the fence and one is in a wheelchair. And so equality would be give all three of them a box well, the person that's tall enough to see over the fence doesn't need the box. The short person could get on the box, 
but maybe they need help to get on the box or maybe that helps them to just barely see over the fence. And then the person on the wheelchair in the wheelchair, that doesn't help them. How can they get their wheelchair up on the box? They still need something else. So, and then what equity would be is that they all get the thing that they need in order to see over the fence. And so we'll link to that in the show notes, but I think you're, that was one of the biggest things for me too, going through the classes is was such a visual of, yeah, not everyone is starting with the same toolbox. They just aren't. So that doesn't mean we're just going to free for all, give everybody what, just whatever they want. But it's like asking those hard questions, Shelly, like, what can I do for you that makes sense for you personally? Exactly. And actually using that visual that you described when I'm having this discussion with employees has really helped. Oh, yeah. Because of the difference between Mm -hmm. equity and inclusion. Yep. Yep. In answer to your question about something that I uh, pulled out of that, the big takeaway, I'm going to say those words again, unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. I'm a boomer. Mm -hmm. And thanks for letting us know. (laughs) And we grew up with unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. Yep. And my kids, my adult kids have gently pointed out that unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. And then William gently pointed out those unconscious biases. And I am more aware of them every single day. Mm -hmm. I have to ask myself, is this coming from a place of, of unconscious bias? And those two words, be better, be Mm -hmm. better. When I catch myself in an unconscious Mm -hmm. bias, I, I am able now to recognize that mm-hmm. yeah. and to reverse course. Yeah. And uh, William yeah. did such a good job explaining that to me. Yeah. He, he just really models uh, vulnerability and honesty. And I think that it sets the tone so that everyone can be that way, so, which is really conducive to learning. So. What? Okay. So let's take this into like tangible. So I'm a business owner or a manager and I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, this is great. Okay. So I agree that maybe I could do some work on DEI stuff, but what does that mean for my business? Why, why would I do that? Um, maybe talk about some specific things that you've implemented from the classes that you took in your business. And you've talked about a couple of them, Shelly. Um, but what does that piece look like for your teams and how, how is it making your business better? Like, why is it benefiting you? Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it was important for us to embark on a, a bigger focus on DEI because, you know, going back to people, our, our customer base mm, is yep. increasingly becoming more diverse mm-hmm. and also just recognizing the diversity that was already there. Our employee base, mm-hmm. you know, we is be- naturally becoming more diverse, but we, we strive to make it more so yeah. to better our business. Uh, we are a franchise company and we're, we're hoping to increase diversity and also recognize what's there among our, our franchisees. So it's about the people mm-hmm. is why it's important. So yeah. we have a pretty broad plan that goes across our operations of our business mm-hmm. to how we market, to partnerships we have, integrated partnerships, to to move our company ahead to how we recruit, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in a lot of HR changes, you know, some specifics would be, we took a really hard look at our, how we do recruit, what channels we recruit in, making sure you're getting, it's not enough to say, and this was a takeaway I had from the class. It's not enough to say, well, I've never had an applicant of Mm. that demographic. Yep. Yep. It's not really 
the question is, did you put your job out in the right channels Mm -hmm. that it is found by a different demographic? Yep. So we've really looked hard about how are we putting our our jobs out and Mm -hmm. it really has had a big impact Mm -hmm. on our recruiting. We're making so much progress in just being more mindful about how we're attracting workforce. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's like a very specific thing we've done in HR as a result of the program. Well, and if you have diverse voices at the table that are running your organization, because you're serving a diverse community. And so if you have that diversity, how are you going to know their specific needs? Like Shelly was talking about, if you don't have similar voices at the table, like you just won't know. Um, there was a panel that um, there was a speaker. He, I can't remember his name, um, which I feel terrible, but he's the president of Bighorn College. And he said, was talking about interactions between students um, and, and people outside of the community. And they have a very specific culture. They interact with adults in a different way. They don't, necessarily maybe look you in the eye and that could be perceived by me as being disrespectful but in their culture it's respectful and so if you don't have those voices at the table that tell you this is you need to be aware of this as you're serving this community then how how can you serve them well then you're going to lose customers honestly you're going to lose your your base of people they're going to be like i'm not going to i just i'm not going to work with that yeah, company absolutely we're yeah. actually in process of creating an advisory council to help you know, oh, awesome. offering a lot of different yeah. voices to the table to help us understand. Yeah. But I think what was great about this program is it has created now this network mm. in Billings yep. for people to keep learning. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the key is like, it's a continual process. Yeah. You don't just go through these classes and all of a yeah. sudden know everything. No. I mean, oh, gosh. oh my gosh, there's so much I don't know and I'm still learning mm-hmm. and I still stumble. And it's really nice to have this network of people to tap into. Mm-hmm. There's some really great resources in this community mm-hmm. that I wasn't even aware of prior to this program um, that I had no idea the work that was yeah. being done that now I can say, Hey, what are you doing mm-hmm. about this? Do you have ideas? How can I engage better in our community this way? And I mean, I think that that's probably the best takeaway mm-hmm. is that it just connects you to other people doing the same work. Yeah. What a perfect example of it being about people and not politics. I love that. That's great. Uh, what about you, Shelly? Is there anything like implementation wise or how you communicate? Well, as I mentioned, we completely went through yeah, our handbook. Yeah. I but think that's smart. Yeah, that's really smart. I mean, just in general to go through it. But it yeah. needs to be done regularly. But for me, we have, I have 30 employees on average. And so I have had fun asking mm, our staff. Yeah. And sometimes it's not fun to ask mm-hmm. the tough questions. For instance, um, I brought someone in and I asked them which pronoun they would prefer that I use. Mm-hmm. And she told me very clearly, I prefer to go by she, her. And I said, wonderful. And then I had to go to the rest of the staff and say, you will yeah. address her as she. And what I am finding is, is the entire staff is getting on board with mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Uh, just a, a note, we are planning something um, in the next week, a field trip. And we are going to Chief Plenty Coup State Park. Oh, cool. And we are being hosted, or she is one of our young indigenous employees. She's Crow. Mm-hmm. She is going to be the one 
taking us through and telling oh, us yeah. the stories. And, and when I first approached her about this, uh, she was leery. But what I am finding now is, is it has given her a comfort level to talk about it. Mm -hmm. She has corrected me mm -hmm. in some things that I have done. And she has corrected me in some pronunciation issues. Mm -hmm. She's even trying to teach me Crow. Oh, and she gets cool. a lot of laughs out of that. But <laughs> yeah, we, it's probably not easy. <laughs> yeah. We are having fun. Yeah. But in the midst of having fun, we are our 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 comfort level mm -hmm. with yep. asking the questions. Or with them confronting me and mm -hmm. saying, no, Shelly, yeah. uh, I don't yeah. want you to put an owl on your shelf. Because yeah. in yeah. my culture, an owl, excuse me, an owl signifies yeah. death. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now I do. So I love the open conversations mm -hmm. that this is creating at the Booth Hill. And I just hope to continue that. Well, I just have to tell you that I appreciate your your honesty and vulnerability too. I mean, and it's contagious and it helps people to feel like they can share their voice. They can say those things. So, and, and that is belonging. That is her feeling like she's included and that she has a voice in your organization. And that's huge. Yeah. Maybe can you talk about our last question, um, how this has affected your overall business? Someone might go, I, I don't, this doesn't apply to me. I don't need to do this. Has it been a has positive, negative? Have I'm sure there's been challenges. Maybe talk about that a little bit. And I know you kind of just addressed that, Shelly, but maybe um, have you seen some change in um, the demographics of the customers that you serve? Or I don't know. I, it could be anything. So well, on our side, I think again, it's increasing awareness, and we've mm -hmm. got more people talking about DEI yeah. and thinking more consciously about it in their work than we have ever had before. Mm -hmm. Uh, we just sent, we had people go through the first program, sent people through the second program, mm -hmm. and then are actually doing some stuff with William for our staff that didn't go through the program. Mm -hmm. And it's just spreading like wildfire. Everyone mm -hmm. has questions. Everyone's engaged and interested. Yeah. You know, we're now hosting these monthly cultural conversations, we yeah. call them, and we just have a variety of topics. So the whole company, because we're a remote workforce, we've got lots of people across yeah. the country that are zooming in mm -hmm. to have dialogue on these topics. Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest outcome has been we're aware and we're learning mm -hmm. and then we're more um, conscious of, of how it impacts what we do in the organization. Yeah. So, for example, one someone that's in charge of our partnerships is doing a giveaway. Uh, it's our 60 this year. So he's doing oh, a 60 happy day birthday or happy you. anniversary. <laughs> happy anniversary. Yeah, it's a, it's a big birthday for KOA. So he's doing. 60 days of giveaways. Okay. So he set a goal of, I think, believe it was 30 or 40% of those prizes to mm -hmm. come from underrepresented communities, businesses oh, cool. owned. Yeah. And so, you know, he's been conscious about that mm -hmm. and then doing the hard work to go engage with these businesses and, and oh, good, good yeah. products. So it's been, yeah. it's just an example of how people maybe would not have done that before are now very conscious about it. Mm -hmm. Even as simple as Another person working on our website, you know, came and said, how should I be asking about gender on our website? Mm -hmm. And or when we're capturing customer yeah. information and the fact that he asked the question. Yeah, it's huge. It's a huge win. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking about it. You know, we're being more inclusive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're winning every day and we're just keep learning. It sounds like that that work is also building connection, mm -hmm. connection between staff, connection with the community. 
And I think it's really definitely cool. connected us with the community mm-hmm. and it's connecting our staff. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, there's a lot of people here in Billings, but there's a lot of people elsewhere. Yeah. And even the people here in the office, they're connecting on different topics and mm-hmm. it's going to make us better. Yeah. What about you, Shelly? We wanted to immerse ourselves in DEI because it's the right thing to do. But we have fiscally benefited as well mm-hmm. because the word gets out yep. that the Booth Hill Inn is inclusive. Mm-hmm. Just recently, the Booth Hill Inn achieved a certified autism center. Yes, you did. And we, we are so proud of that. Mm-hmm. And we did it because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. It also opens up a whole new market for mm-hmm. us yep. that we will be um, address. We will we will be opening our doors for. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we will make more money um, again. I have to emphasize we didn't do it because we'd make more money. Right. But that is a side benefit that we mm-hmm. are, we are going to go with. Mm-hmm. And it makes good business sense. Absolutely. To think about all of the customers that you could serve. Yeah. Can you maybe clarify what that means to be a certified autis- autism desk? Certified Autism Center. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. you. I know bet. there's two different ones. So I was like, wait, which one did you say? So you the bet. CAC. Yeah. Um, to be certified um, through this organization, it's IBCCES. Don't even ask me what yeah, that stands yeah. for. Uh, every employee at the hotel had to go through some training. Mm-hmm. Uh, training for frontline staff was 30 minutes. Managers was eight hours. Mm-hmm. And it basically teaches us how to be open to those families who travel with um, member who has autism, a family mm-hmm. member. Yep. And now we are in the process of putting together amenities that will be specific to their needs. For instance, we have pup tents that will fit in guest rooms. It will oh, fit yeah. in our breakfast area that a guest can request where perhaps a child would yep. be more comfortable in this enclosed space. I'm yep. sure your daughter yep. would be very helpful with this mm-hmm. teaching special ed. We are following the lead of Visit Billings on this Certified Autism Center. Visit Billings also is certified. Our effort now as a city will to will be to see other businesses certified. I do believe the zoo will be one of the next ones to be certified. Once enough of the businesses and the nonprofits and um, the areas to visit here in Billings are certified, then we become a certified autism destination. There's the D. I knew There's there was the a D. D. <laughs> so that is our goal. And just to give you an idea of how much Billings is on the forefront of this, is I the Booth Hill Inn is the first hotel in our region, including mm-hmm. Washington and Oregon, wow. to earn this certification. Wow. I know. I'm so proud. That is really cool. Uh, And I will also say it does take a investment Mm -hmm. financially to do this, but it will pay back itself in full. So it absolutely. Anyway, thank you for letting me break. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Well, it's a big deal. It really is a big deal. Um, uh, Someone who has a child on the spectrum um, I know what it's like to travel and have to deal with that stuff. And it's it's hard. So it's nice to see people that are actually Good. stepping up in that space. So I hope we can make a difference. Doing that. Yeah. 
Is there anything that I didn't ask you guys about the DEII immersion program classes that you would want to make sure that you say to our listeners? I would, I would offer this. I, I do various things around the state. And I remember when the chamber was first mm-hmm. starting this program and I thought it was fantastic, you yeah. know, cause we were in the depths of DEI work and I loved that there was more training going to be happening in mm-hmm. our community, getting on board. And I was elsewhere in the state and someone made a comment to me, like people are really wondering what Billings is doing. <laughs> like what, <laughs> you know, they're really just, I think what what is Billings doing? Other How chambers. How dare you be inclusive? And and <laughs> I was so shocked by that. Yeah. And I said, and my retort was, I'm like so proud of mm-hmm. what Billings Chamber is doing, mm-hmm. and I'm proud to be on the board, proud to be in our community, mm-hmm. and we are being we are so progressive here. And I I want Billings to take some credit for that. Mm-hmm. I think it's important work, and I'm mm-hmm. really proud that our community is doing it. And mm-hmm. And you're always going to have pushback mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're listening to this from family members, from mm-hmm. people in your business. And um, I just you take it back to people and that really mm-hmm. recenters that it's just yep. it's just this is important work. Yeah, this yep. is we have to move forward. And I'm really proud of the chamber for taking well, the community there. Thanks for that. Billy, anything else you'd want to add? I will second that. Okay. I am <laughs> proud. Um to live in Billings. I'm proud of the direction that Billings is added. Mm-hmm. And um, I would just encourage everyone to get on board because if you don't, you're going to get left behind. Mm, this yeah. is our future. And we don't want you to get left. Behind. No, we don't want anyone <laughs> left behind. Okay. So at the end of every podcast, we do what's called the Rorschach questions. And I didn't prep you on these questions, but I'm going to throw out a question ink blot to you, if you will. And then you just give me your first response and we'll start each one with Toby. So the first question is, what is your favorite Montana summertime activity? Camping. Camping anywhere and obvious answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was probably too easy. um, Uh, Do you have some favorites? Oh, for sure. I mean, I grew up in Southwest Montana, so that's where I started camping. But around here, I love the Beartooths. I am obsessed with how beautiful those mountains are. And, you know, I could go to Woodbine every weekend. Yes, I I know. That's probably my favorite place to camp. Yeah, I grew up going to Woodbine. Yeah, it is awesome. What about you, Shelly? Oh, I got to throw in my two bits for Woodbine, too. Oh, (laughs) man. That is so beautiful up there. Camping would be high on the list, but I would also put taking the top off my Jeep and heading oh, for the hills. There we go. Yeah, I there love we it. Go. And I also love that there's not a lot of people and you can really get out there and see this state without having to fight the crowds. Hey, sub question. Are you both, were you both originally from Montana or somewhere else? I am. I'm from Sheridan, Montana. Okay. So down by Dillon. Okay. Um, yep. For yep. those familiar with that part of the mm-hmm. state, small town, 700 people. Yep. So Billings was always the big city yeah, yeah. to us um, <laughs> and lived out of state and then okay. migrated back yeah. into Montana and feel so fortunate to have landed here. Yeah. Um, we're glad you're here. Kelly? No, I'm originally from the Seattle, Washington area, Western Washington, as is okay. my husband. And about 30 plus years ago, we moved to Montana looking for a better place to raise our family. Oh, cool. Thanks we for bringing your it. diversity here. You bet. <laughs> okay. Second question. What is your favorite DEI resource? So if there's something that you've plunged into recently, I don't want to put too many parameters on it because it could be anything. 
Well, an easy answer is William Henry. He's he's become my yes, favorite go-to yes. resource. A book I read when I first started digging into this um, a couple years ago was White Fragility. Oh, okay. And, and I would like, I need to reread it. Mm, that yeah. really was eye-opening for me and, and highly recommend that book. All right. Cool. Shelly? I'm going to give a shout out here for the Chamber's uh, resources online. Yes, our new website. Offer. Absolutely. Yes. And specifically, one thing that I'll mention is the definition of terms. Oh, yeah. That yep. has been very helpful yep. for me. Yep. That's a link on the website. So mm -hmm. if we've said anything today, you're like, yeah, I'm not sure what that means. You can go to the mm -hmm. website. We'll uh, link to it in the show notes. And there's all kinds of resources on there. there Shameless is. plug for our, for our DEI Shameless. network. <laughs> Many things I can print out and share yeah. with the staff. Yeah. Too. yeah. There's also like book recommendations and YouTube videos. I mean, like anything that you could possibly think of that could be a resource. It's, it's on that. It's on that website. Okay. Last question. Uh, these are not light questions for you guys today. The first one was, but gosh, Tell us, well, this one's not bad. Um, tell us about a personal experience you've had when you felt welcomed and included. You know, one thing that, that may be a little bit sad about the, this is we assume that we will be welcomed mm -hmm. and included. Mm -hmm. And not everyone mm -hmm. walks into a room with that assumption. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm still thinking lessons for all of us. I think it's true. I think that I, and more of what came to my mind is the times I didn't feel welcome. Right. And yeah, I, think, I was trying to keep it light and positive, but, it, but, but yeah. it's true. I mean, as a w woman in business, I've mm -hmm. had scenarios where yeah. I've been the only woman in the room or, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of women have those different scenarios or it's been age has been mm -hmm. a difference. Yep. Or when I moved to this community, you know, mm -hmm. I was from elsewhere. So it's more when I was thinking about the the times when I didn't feel mm -hmm. a part, but, um, but you know what that says that's where your brain goes. Yeah. It's because we remember the negative experiences. And I think that it takes exponential amounts of positive experiences to outweigh the negative experiences. And so we have to be the impetus for the positive experiences. Cause Oh my goodness. That we can't think of a time that's I that just wrecks me. Well, so. I mean, I I can. I mean, yeah, I'm just but like but, those negative experiences right. would just wash those or out. We just that's what your brain initially yeah. went to. But now, as we have a few minutes with it, um, you know, when I started at my job here at at KOA, mm -hmm. um, I've always felt that the staff there is so positive, so mm -hmm. friendly, so welcoming, yeah. and, and that extends through our whole yeah. community. So. Absolutely felt a part of that team right day yeah. one when I Good. walked in. And and I hope that we continue to build that mm -hmm. environment. We're hiring so many new people. And that's why this work has been super important yep, that we're making is. sure everybody that walks in the door mm -hmm. feels that way. And I, I I would go on record saying we're probably not doing the best job. You know, we've always got areas for yeah. improvement. So um, I want to make sure everyone feels that when they come yeah. to work for us, that they, yeah. you are where you belong. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Shelly? Same thing. Everyone that sets foot inside yeah. the Boot Hill Inn needs to know that they are welcome hmm. and that we are happy to see them. Yeah, that's awesome. You guys, thank you just for your grace and your honesty and coming here and talking about a subject that's not easy and knowing that there's going to be people listening to this and you just put it out there. And so we just really appreciate you both. Thank you for being willing to come on the show. So. Well, we appreciate the invitation and yeah. I know I do. I'm sure Shelly does. And I, I, 
I love that you're you're wanting to talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, I, I'm more than happy to talk to anybody about it. Anytime. Yeah. Cool. We have to. Mm-hmm. We have to talk Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much to Shelly and Toby for joining us today. And a special thank you, as always, to Jack Genoway for producing. If you would like to advertise with us, suggest a topic, ask a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at billingschamber.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcasts, because there's something here for everyone. 